The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Alright everybody, we are back, Bench with Bubba, episode 6, and I am once again joined by Doc, the one and only, at positive underscore vig. Doc, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing very, very well, how are you? That is great, it's some of my favorite Metallica in play for tonight, the uh, <laughs> football is back, nothing, uh, the highs and lows like a Metallica harvester sorrow for some of the bad beats many probably already suffered early in the season, but um, not you, my friend, and we'll get into that here pretty soon. Not you at all, but um, yeah, NFL week one, my God, that was insane. Made up for a kind of dismal college football week two after that insane week one we had. Um, Let's just kick it off. Give me a couple of your best and worst moments from uh, week one of the NFL action. Um, For me, the best moment came on Sunday night. (laughs) <laughs> with the Patriots winning outright in Arizona, which was just sick. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought um, the Jaguars-Packers game was very, very entertaining. I saw a good amount of that. Um, geez. Uh, man, there's, there's a lot of good moments. Um, I actually thought that the uh, Giants-Cowboys game was fairly entertaining. Um, I think – I think we can, uh, like, I don't know, kind of pump the brakes a little bit on Dak Prescott because I think he was playing basically vanilla defenses all entire preseason. And I do think the Giants' defense has improved, much improved with um, with the addition of Vernon. And uh, Vernon definitely, you know, brings a lot of, uh, you know, stout – defense to that uh, defensive line. And I think Janoris Jenkins is going to be – a lot of people weren't really um, talking about Janoris Jenkins Jenkins as a good signing, like one of the high-profile signings, so to speak. But I think he's going to play pay um, some dividends for the Giants, especially in Spagnuolo's system. So um, just those are just a few of the good things I saw. Yeah, no, that was very good um... – Dak Prescott, like you said, is everyone was all pumped on him, but in preseason, who's he really facing? And they kept it so laid back and simple for him. It was ridiculous. It was all dinks and dunks. Never really when, – when, when he, the challenge was there, it never really happened. I don't even know yeah. why you'd have a guy throw that many times when you draft Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what's going But ever since the Ginger's taken over in Dallas, you have no idea what's going on there half the time anyways. Makes no sense. Yeah. Um, one of the best moments for me, and it's more just because it was a fun fantasy field type experience, that Raiders Saints game, I give Jack Del Rio all – he's taken shit his, most of his career. But, God, going for it for two, he knows he's got nothing to lose with the Raiders. I absolutely love the play call. Going and taking that game in New Orleans is huge. We knew their defense – I think their defense will be better. I know you're a big Khalil Mack guy. Um, 
But, my God, that's a huge win for a team trying to make a big name for themselves. And the uh, the other big thing, I know it's just week one, and this is kind of the overreaction headlines you're going to see all over the place, and we probably already have seen it since it's Thursday. Um, the rookie quarterbacks, you know, Dak wasn't overly impressive, but Carson Wentz played well given it was the Cleveland Browns. What do you expect? Yeah. But uh, also, also when you look at Trevor Simeon, uh, or whatever, Simeon, Travis Simeon, whatever his name is, um, did a really, really good job just keeping things together and uh, getting the job done there against the Panthers on Thursday night. I was all negative on Simeon because he wasn't even the number one technically at Northwestern. He was on a freaking split QB program there, and now he's leading yep. the champions. So I thought yep. that was fun to watch. Uh, it, it, like, I'm a big baseball guy, and I love how the future is so bright when it comes to MLB. And that's kind of fun to see when you get some some young, talented quarterbacks coming in and actually getting it done. Definitely, definitely. Love the uh, give love, me a couple of your- love the love the love the Del Rio. I yeah. forgot to mention that, and I'm glad you brought that up because he's pretty much instilling right there, going for it. Let's get the fucking win and get out of here. That instills so much confidence in his team. Oh, and now yeah. it's like the team is not only learning to win. And they're so, they're still young, but they're such a talented bunch. But that team is only going to benefit in the long run from that call. And I I credit Jack Del Rio, and I think Jack Del Rio is one of the class acts in football. I really do. So uh, yep. good for him, and congrats to them. Yeah, like when you got a youngster and car at quarterback, you got Cooper and some other talented young players with a few veterans here and there. And you know when they're all drafted and put together last year, everyone's like, okay, I like what they're doing. They're building it. Still going to be a few years away. They're in a tough division, blah, blah. But you do with something like that. Now you have every single player on that sideline would run through a wall for him for the confidence he showed them. Absolutely. And it jacks them up. I am telling you, um, they play this Sunday at home against uh, the Falcons. Um, yeah. I'm telling you right now, that line, I think, is at four and a half. I would have never, ever, ever ever suggested laying points with the Raiders. It's really tempting now. I think if their defense shows up at all, because the Falcons can't play defense, um, and the Raiders, if they show up defensively at all, I think they can win that by double digits, but that's just my two cents. I think that's no, I, a big game. I agree. All right. Uh, give me some of your worst, because I, I have a couple, because you can't have all gravy in one weekend. There were some ugly, ugly things that took place. What do you What do you have for some of your worst of the weekend? Oh, let's see. Worst of the weekend... I'd have to put um, one of the worst moments was um, seeing Cam Newton take the helmet to helmet shot and the NFL, basically the NFL concussion protocol, absolutely failing in that game. Um, And um, not only that, but the two, I actually texted you today with that tweet I sent out. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that the two, defenders for for Denver one got fined 24k and the other got fined 18k yet then they turn around today and they find Julian Edelman $26,000 on a for a hit on a defensive player and absolute fucking joke you got to be kidding me I'm sorry but and I'm not I'm not trying to be a homer here but that that's a little bit that's that's shit that sucks because, I mean, let's be honest. This is chump change, but if you really want to eliminate helmet to helmet hits, um, that was a dirty play by Denver. That, that that was some dirty shots. They were they knew. I mean, if you just fucking look at it like ten times, over and over and over, it was fucking dirty. Yep. So um, that, and then also uh, the RG three era, short lived RG three era. I think it's just sad for Cleveland. And it really sucks because I almost feel bad for the Browns fans because the factory of sadness continues. It just sucks. Maybe maybe I should have designated the intro song to them. It was uh, it, they live in a world of sorrow in Cleveland. Yeah, thank God, oh, thank God the Cavs finally did something. But yeah, RG three to no surprise. Like I, I don't know what his deal is. It's just the talent out there. He just can't stay healthy. It's just ugly. But um, back to your hits, it was insane. Those hits on Cam Newton and the fact that, A, the hits were dirty as all hell. 
and nothing was done. B, you see him getting up, and he could. Bar- I guarantee you, if it was a standing eight count in, the, in boxing, he'd barely pass the test. If that, it no was doubt. brutal on some of those. He had no clue where he was. The concussion protocol went out the fucking window. Um, they're trying to NFL is trying to cover their ass with lawsuits and all this stuff, and you let that stuff fly. Are you kidding me? That was yeah. unbelievable. And then, like you said, like you said, the Edelman thing—that is just garbage. He's playing hard football. Sure, maybe he took it a little too far, but my God, come on, people! Um, I heard it best on Dan Patrick show. It might have been elsewhere too, but I don't listen to everything. Um, (laughs) He's been floated around by other people, not the NFL, of course. If you want to start eliminating these hits, is you install the college rule to an extent. where it's one penalty is the 15 yards and it's targeting and you can get ejected and we pockets game checks and this, that, and the other, Hey, it'll teach you to hit better. Cause you can still hit hard and play hard without killing somebody. Absolutely. And like you look at it for years, like Mike Singletary's of the world is that they lit dudes up, but they did it the right way. Form tackling the works. You can do it. And um, I know it sounds like we're being a bunch of pussies and whatever, but Something needs to change. Otherwise, this is going to be really, really. You got, you got a young, a young boy. This way, what parents are going to want their kids playing football? It's no, exactly. It's like it's not even worth it anymore. Like I have a good buddy of mine, and he started doing it from day one. He's like, I'm going to teach him how to be a kicker. That way, you can make millions of dollars for 20 years and never get hit. <laughs> I was like, that's probably one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Probably is, but. All right, well, we won't go too far on that soapbox. But uh, what I do want to take us to is the Sports DJs. I forgot to mention, brought to you by SportsDJs.com. The upcoming days, pay attention, people. The website's going to be changing to the SportsDJs.com, uh, but we'll keep you posted on that. We started running our own little version of the Super Contest with members from the site. There's about 10, 12 of us. Um, you're speaking with the first and second place recipients right here. Um, I'm the second. I'm the second place. I went four and one. I was tied with Richard. Um, Doc went five and zero, oh, and in no way am I downplaying this because that was amazing. Five and zero oh, in any week of NFL is great. But how happy were you the way the doggies were just cashing left and right in the NFL last weekend? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And you know what? There's going to be some doggies this week that. Um, cash some tickets as well i'm very very confident in quite a few so um you just got to take advantage of some of these uh inflated lines and and like if you followed the steam on sunday you lost oh if yeah. you followed the steam you lost so um yeah you just i don't know just i'm never i you know i'm not gonna go five and oh i probably won't go five and oh the rest of the year but um I had some luck on my side, but I'm, there are some games that I know I had the right side, like Atlanta and New England. But uh, well, I was pretty happy about it. It was pretty cool. But um, it's a grind. It's a long season, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I had a good weekend overall in the NFL and um, made up for my college because I think college I was like down like 2X or something. But it was good. Overall good weekend. Yeah, college was goofy this weekend. Definitely a lot of – blowouts that I didn't see coming, but uh, NFL was great. Tight games everywhere. Um, hell of a weekend. Wanted to make it known to people that uh, we do have a contest. That the article is going to come out every Saturday when the, the picks lock on Friday night, and then so you guys can see what we're on. Pick our brains if you want, whatever you want to do. It's a fun little deal to kind of get you get you guys an idea of what we're thinking in the sports regions world. Um the first night of the real Thursday night football, the greatest football on television week in, week out. Um, and just to make it even better, they got these outstanding uniforms that some people might need to be on ecstasy to enjoy. Um, we call this color rush. Doc, I know you mentioned a few you liked. Um, are you, do you enjoy these uniforms? Do you think it's just another, like just stupid? What's your thoughts on these? What do you, which ones do you enjoy? Just give me a little something on these. Cause they're good God. Some of these things. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little weird when it comes to uniforms. I guess I could say I'm a kind of a uniform snob. Um like I I don't know about you, but um I always read the season preview 
of the uniforms by Paul Lucas on ESPN.com. It's like one of my one of my favorite things to read. I always look forward to reading it. And like I have like tons of uniforms in my club, tons of jerseys. Like t- today, tonight, I'm wearing a. Uh, if you can see it, I'm wearing a old school. Well, not really super old school, but it's like uh, the older version of the Patriots jersey. It's an Andy Katzenmoyer jersey. <laughs> Outstanding. Out. I can respect that right there. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, I think the whole color rush thing is pretty cool. I think uh, the Patriots uniform, it's got the little bit of the the touch with the um, – it's got the piping on the shoulder, kind of a throwback to the old uniforms. And then um, I, I think the Bengals color rush uniforms are fucking tight. They're fucking so nice. They should just switch over to that uniform full fucking time. It's just the way they did the whole uh, Bengal striping and everything. It looks fucking solid. I really like it. And then, um, but the ones that are like so bright, like the ones that the Bucks wore last year, they were all red. They played the Rams, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But they looked like they were in fucking pajamas. They were look like we're wearing fucking pajamas out in the field. And then the Rams were all yellow, which is a little ridiculous, but. Some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are really pretty cool. So um, I think it's yeah. cool. I think it's it's cool to switch it up every now and then, you know? Yeah, I like it. Like, I'm going through them, and some of them I'd rather have, like, because they're full season. Like, how sick are the Steelers all black with the gold? Like, that mm. is just – that is just – oh, it's so clean and just so nice. Yeah. But then, like, but then, like thank God they fixed the Jags because last year, weren't they, like – baby shit like brown oh, dude, or something they were, like yeah, they were yeah they were nasty they were na- oh that was gross and like and like as a, as, a, as a dolphins fan i they look like orange traffic cones yeah I, I, I go all teal go hardcore teal i could go behind that right and the one that i'm laughing at really good now as i scrolled through all 32 teams because si.com says they ranked them out and some of these are just fucking awesome looking but they have at least six teams that are like all white, which is barely little coloring on the shoulders. Isn't this color rush, not color blind? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they 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 have, they take into consideration the color blind folks. So I guess like, my God, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like I just looked at your Patriots one. The Patriots one's sick, but it's like you got the Raiders and like the Packers and the Bengals, and they're like you like the Bengals, but it's pretty white. But the Packers and the Raiders. And like the Giants are all white. You could do like the Packers, like a bright green. Um, yeah. Raiders, Raiders, a good silver and black. Come on, people. Yeah, but, no. Some some of them are pretty lame, but the ones that, uh, but yeah, like I said, the Cincinnati ones all white. But the way they just did the numbering and the, it looks it looks really really good. The the pants are sick. Uh, yeah, I, I love that uniform. That right now. Yeah, but uh, like like most things in your world, the Patriots. Dominated again. Those do look freaking sick. I hate to they say are. it. I they love them. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to something you wanted to talk about, and it's been going all over the Twitter sphere. Um, I'll let you take the floor on this one. The good, the bad of teasers. <laughs> oh, man. I could go on and on about this shit. Um, okay. You know, uh, you know, Rainmaker, Lou, Rainmaker, 512. Okay. Him and I had a big, 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 like hour, half hour long conversation after we did a podcast. He he did a podcast last year and we went up, we, we were talking about teasers and man, he was just going off about these fucking teasers, man. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I understand what people are fucking talking about. All this, shit. this is the thing with teasers, man. And, and teasers can be good and teasers can be bad. Like say, say you have a team that's minus four and you're like, Oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I like him, but I really like him in a teaser. Like, okay, if you're not confident that they're going by four, how fucking confident are you that they're going to win? No shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's like last week I did my first dogs podcast, and I said before you lay that fucking six with it with Arizona, which it ended up going to nine or ten. I got it at ten, but Think about before you lay that six or before you put that into a tease where they just have to win the game. 
Yeah. Think about it. Now, if you used it with dogs, though, yep. if you use it with underdogs and you say you're getting seven and a half or um, say you're getting seven and you add 13 onto it. Guys that people that like tease underdogs. Now, that's 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 good. Like mm-hmm. like maybe once every other weekend, I'll I'll do like a three team tease with my local. I don't post it on Twitter because I don't think it's worth fucking anybody tailing. I do it just for fun. I really don't do it like as a, this is going to be a big fucking bankroll builder kind of fucking teaser of the year shit. And I tease all dogs, like two dogs and a total that I really like. And it fucking hit last week. And like, it's like, I just don't get it. Like these, these people, like, man, they, they tease it. They, they have a, a team that's, minus three and they tease through zero which is a fucking no-no and then they <laughs> like a good good example was um fucking indy indy ruined tons of teasers yep. with that fucking safety all they had to do was win the game well they lost by fucking four so your teaser's done and you're mm-hmm. fucking you probably played them straight too so that's fucking done and that's a no-no i never never do and i used to do it a long 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 time ago is i'd play a team straight like minus three and I'd fucking tease them too. And I'd end up losing it both. It's that team that you learn how to gamble. Hmm. You learn how to gamble. From, you learn how to gamble from Tweety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm getting them. I'm getting them now. Plus three, man. This is fucking solid. Um, but yeah, let me, let me buy three points. I'm going to tease them and put them in a parlay. Let's do it all. Yeah. No, Sorry. But, no, seriously. Like 10 years ago, I, I swear to God, I would fucking, I would not tease the whole everything, but you have that one team and you love them and you put them in like two teasers and then you play them straight. And, the, and that's the team that fucking ends up losing. Oh, it never fails. It never fails. And it's just like, it's just like baseball parlays. Like say you have um, that team you play straight and you fucking love them. You love them. You love them. And then you go ahead and throw them in a parlay. Every team on that parlay fucking hits except that team you played straight. They end up fucking mm-hmm. losing. So it's almost like you mush your own fucking shit. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. But so I, no, I'm, I, I'm glad you want to talk. Yeah, it's just te- let's yeah. just call it hashtag teaser awareness. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's a good thing. Like Every now and then on these pods, we talk about certain things. Oh, you're, my personal plays and the other thing you were talking about that one time. And uh, now I got teasers because it's been all over. People saying, oh, teasers are the dumbest thing you can play, this and that. But. Like what you said, I think when you use it with um, like dogs for for sure, I think that's a great way to use it. Yeah, sure. Like yeah, it, it, no doubt. Especially, I already, I think I even played them in our our super contest. The Dolphins it wasn't even a homer play; they were getting ten points. You tease that up to seventeen. Yeah, no, I'll, no brainer. I'll roll my I'll roll my on that all day in the yeah. NFL. Like, come that's on. A, yeah, it's a no brainer. But all right. Let's move on to some college football. We're not going to get too in-depth with this because last weekend wasn't the greatest. The first weekend was insanely awesome. This weekend with great action, like really good stuff. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts on it because I've talked with some guys about it and I've seen it discussed everywhere. And it's been, the last few years with the new committees and the playoffs and all that, teams are starting to take more chances and I really enjoy watching it and it makes these early weekends so much better. Are you a fan, and you're a fan as a fan of watching the games, but if, like, it was your team, are you a fan of taking the challenging games and chancing a loss or just going cupcakes like Baylor does and go, we're going to go undefeated and I dare you to keep us out? If you were a fan of a team that wasn't, say, like in the SEC that can afford a loss, what's your approach on that one? What do you like? Man, it's uh, a really good question. Um, I would want my team to play maybe one cupcake. Um, like West Virginia played Youngstown State and fucking found themselves in a dogfight. Yep. Ended up and going away. Yeah, those FCS teams are sneaky good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like App State, uh, fucking great team, you know. Um, they're gonna they're gonna beat Miami this weekend, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, they probably will. Um. But I'm not the App State's a FCS team. I'm just saying that the smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes you just gotta 
like Washington State, they fucking scheduled Eastern Washington, got yep. beat. Last year, they scheduled Portland State, got beat first game. It's just that the when you when you schedule these cupcakes or what you want to call cupcakes, uh, you better come in with the with the mindset of this team's going to try to knock you off because not only are they getting get paid, but they want to get paid with a W. So, yep. Um, I think to me, it's just like one cupcake, and then you know, play your fucking schedule and play some respectable teams. Um. Yeah, and like, yeah, I, it, I, it would piss me off when West Virginia played James Madison and shit, and it's just like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. It's just stupid. Well, if you're a team like a Bama, if you're in the SEC, with it, because your SEC schedule is insane. Now, I don't want like three or four cupcakes. Like, I love how LSU went and played Wisconsin. I love how Alabama went and played USC. Stuff like that. US or Old Miss played Florida State. That was outstanding. But at the same time, I can see where certain cupcakes it's scary because you're gonna lose lose if you're a big program. I was in college when Davis beat Stanford. Wow. That was like that was that was Davis's first year in FCS. They were in one double A prior to that. Like very first year we moved up and now go in and beat Stanford. Um it's huge for those teams. You're getting paid. You're going to gain great experience, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you could like Oklahoma this year. They got Houston week one where they got smoked. They had a cupcake last week. I think it was SMU or something like that. No, it was and, uh, U- which, UL, UL Monroe plus 47 Monroe, and covered. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was, one of your, that was one of your boys. And then um, and then they got they got to fucking play Ohio State this weekend. And I think yeah. Ohio State's going to truck them. But, yeah. And I, I hate saying that because I hate Ohio State, but I just don't like what I see with Oklahoma. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, it's it's just very interesting because, like I was saying when I prefaced the question, is even like five years ago, you'd rarely see any good matchups the first like three weeks of the season, ever. Yeah. And now we're seeing we're seeing a ton of them. And I guess that's why I wanted to clarify: as a spectator, this is awesome, and I wish every team had to do it. Any Big Five conference least two big games against a big five school. Fucking awesome. I agree. But but as like like I when I said, if you're the fan of that school, if you are an LSU, how excited are you about playing Wisconsin now? Because you looked horrible and then you looked horrible against Jacksonville State and you have Mississippi State this weekend and if you don't beat the crap out of them, there's gonna be some serious questions going through there. Oh no doubt. No doubt. And I mean you look at um Clemson too. Clemson Troy took them to the wire, you know? Yeah, and um, Georgia almost lost to Howard or something. No, Howard was against Rutgers. Georgia, who the fuck did Georgia play last weekend? Oh, Nichols, right Nichols, Nichols State. Nichols State. Yeah, there are so many. Just like what the f was going on, and and it was it was an odd odd weekend. But uh, it, it, maybe these guys are just looking ahead. I guess I could see their angle there, but that's not what you're looking for as a coach or a fan. But um, it brings you like. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because it's very interesting. I think it's going to keep growing in debate because now that the playoffs saying, okay, you can go lose a game, go lose two games. Like if Oklahoma loses to Houston, loses to Ohio State, but keeps it somewhat respectable and then runs the table in the Big 12, I guarantee you they have a great shot of making that Final Four. Sure. But, you know, but they got to have other stuff happen too, of course. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like I didn't want to – I'm going to bring it up now. But I wanted to almost tweet it out after week one, just chaos. And is I wanted to just piss people off and go, oh, wow, is this the parody that everybody has in college basketball and now it's in college football? How excited is this? But yeah, because um, you, you, you can bet your ass that Houston's going to be rooting for Oklahoma to this uh, this weekend. Oh, big th- – oh, man. Well, Houston's uh, having a hard time with Cincinnati right now. I'm watching yep. that game and holy crap. Yes, they are. But, but – um, We'll move on from that because I have a feeling we'll be talking about some crazy college football games throughout the season because it's wide open and what a play that was. Um, Oklahoma State, Central Michigan, did you see that final play? Yes, I did. Unbelievable. I, do you agree? Do you agree with the call to give to give Central Michigan a chance? No, I don't. Okay, that's what I was wondering, and I know. 
in, in the grand scheme of things, the call is made. You still can't give that play up. I don't give a shit who you are. Yeah. You can't give that play up. There's just no excuse for that. Yep. No, I agree. I, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't get and, it. And I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not an expert of this by any means, but how are the Mac officials officiating a game in a Mac big 12 game in a big 12 house? I have no clue. Yeah. You got me there. You got me. There. Like, like if anything I could say, okay, have a pac 12 officiating crew or an sec or fuck the Ivy league for all I care. How, how, how is the Mac have officials there? I don't get it. I just don't get it. It should, should, I don't get it. I don't understand. I really don't. But uh, that just brings back Oklahoma State, man. That's Big 12 defense for you in a nutshell. Yep. It's unbelievable, Big 12, baby. All right, we're going to get off the football train. But like I said real quick, this weekend's college football from start to finish is locked and loaded, people. There's no doubt. Top 25 actions, even like night night game, you got uh, Texas at Cal. Don't sleep on that one. There's going to be some fun, some fun games Saturday. Um, let's get into what we get into best, Doc. Let's look at some UFC action. Um, this past weekend, three fight card, Stipe getting it done. Other than that, most of the cards sucked giant balls. Um, anything you want to say about the UFC 203? Jimmy Rivera was fucking phenomenal, Hi, my boy. He was fucking phenomenal. Um, I thought Jessica Andrade was fucking nasty. Um, mm-hmm. She looked really, 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 really good. And I think she should be fighting the winner of uh, uh, Joanna Champion and uh, uh, Kowalczyk. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Because those two Polish chicks are going to fight for the title, I mm-hmm. think, next. And I think Andrade should be uh, next in line because she looked she looked fantastic. She really did. No, she looked really good. That like we've said it a few times on different UFC pods and whatnot. That women's division is getting pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, especially the uh, not Joanna's the Joanna's division is getting exciting, but the one thirty five is getting even crazier. Yeah, and CM, uh, CM just don't let CM Punk fight again because that was an absolute embarrassment. Oh my! God. I was so glad it happened. Um, because I was gonna be devastated if he somehow pulled a win off there. But um, seeing him just get his ass kicked and our little consensus of take the by sub for plus one ten payoff in two minutes was outstanding. Yes, it did. Outstanding. Yes, it did. Well, we got an upcoming fight card. Before we get into some real fun UFC talk, um, it's the it's like the three months of the UFC. This weekend they're in Hidalgo, Texas, for a fight night on FS1. Uh, the headliner is Dustin Poirier versus Mr. Michael Johnson. A lot of other good fights on this card. Um, you got the likes of Uriah Hall versus Brunson, which should be a good one. Then a bunch of uh, kind of up-and-coming guys that if you're new to the sport, I highly recommend checking it out. It's all free. Prelims start at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Some really, really good fights. Um, Jesus, Evan Dunham's even on this card. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to briefly talk about on this before we get into some real fun UFC talk? Um, actually, had a buddy that uh, DM me and asked, asked me about um, the Uriah, uh, the Hall fight, Hall Brunson fight. Really good and fight. It, yeah, it, I think it's going to be a good fight. And he he was like, I think he was just asking my opinion what I thought of Hall as a dog. He's a nice sized dog. Um, man, I would. I just can't. Um, Brunson's a Jackson's guy. He's on a roll. He's fighting really well. And Hall always kind of struggles with wrestlers. Yep. And I think the path to victory for Hall is just a knockout where, yep. where, um, where Brunson's path to victory is just out wrestle you or knock you out. So, and I think the line's kind of telling you something kind of like, kind of like Jimmy Rivera when he was the number 12th guy in the Bantamweight division and um, Faber was number two, and Rivera opened up a favorite. And then Brunson opened up a minus 150 favorite, and he's like the lower-ranked guy. I think the line's kind of telling you something there. Um, yep. So, man, I'm really, really struggling with Michael Johnson and Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Johnson kind of opened up, opens up some wounds for me. 
because um, I actually had Michael Johnson. Johnson, I think it was either minus 140 or minus 135 a while back against um, Dariush. And yeah, yeah, and Johnson totally dominated that fight and he, he lost by split decision for some fucking ungodnown reason. He dominated the fight. He should have won by unanimous decision there, but um, he lost that fight, but he really won. And then he fought Nate Diaz and he actually gave Nate, Nate Diaz a good fight. Yeah. And um, man, I, I, I really almost want to take Johnson here. I might still do it. I'm not sure yet, but He's right now like plus 140 or 135, something like that. And I think that Johnson, I think Johnson can give um, Poirier a little, some problems with his hands because Johnson can hit, man. He's quick. And I just don't, I'm just concerned about his cardio. But this is the kind of dogs that I like, the kinds that, you know, they're coming off a two fight. They're coming coming off two losses in a row. Backs kind of against the wall. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to back back Johnson. I'm in a. Uh, I'm thinking hard about it though, so we'll see. Yeah, no. Um, on the Hall Brunson, I don't. I'm not recommending taking Hall, but he's when I take dogs, he's the kind of dog I like to take because yeah, sure. he's got such insane knockout power. It's like way back when I think we were talking. It was. Um, Fuck! It was when it was Pettis was facing what's his name and uh, Barbosa. I, yeah, Barbosa. I said I love Barbosa because I love how he's got that crazy knockout ability and he can wear you down. And it's kind of how I like Hall. If Hall can keep it on his feet, it's a coin toss. Totally. But Brunson, Brunson's ground game is so good. If he can just it get is. past, if he can just get past Hall and uh, get him down. It's pretty much good night for Hall. He's just going to get dry humped or submitted and or ground and pound whatever you want. It's done. But yeah. um, Hall, I'm not gonna say he's like live, but he's got a pulse. Hall, Hall. If if Hall's gonna win, he's gonna win by knockout. And he right yeah. now oh, via, yeah. knockout, via knockout, he's plus three twenty five. So throwing a couple bucks on that is not a bad. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then the Poirier Johnson fight, I'm a big Johnson fan like you are. I've backed him a few times and gotten burned. He's got immense talent. It's just boxing the octagon, it's a different Johnson. You don't know which one you're going to get. Right. It's uh, It looks like he doesn't give a shit sometimes. There's other times he's just ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Um, Poirier, I've heard a couple interviews of him lately. Now that he's made the, the move to the 155 division, he's bigger, healthier, feels better. He's powerful. I can see why he's favored for sure. Johnson's a very live dog. I'm leaning Poirier in this one. I'm not going to have anything on this fight, but uh, I almost want that. I I don't know what the numbers are. I haven't looked, but uh, going to decision is what I see that fight going. I'll see it in early. But, uh, well, it's five rounds, though, because it's a fucking main event now. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. That changes things. I'd have to look into that some more, so don't take my word on that one. That should be a really good fight. Free fight, Fox. Check it out. But let's get into the stuff that you started sending me things yesterday. I was finishing a practice round for my club championship this weekend, and my God, you just made my head spin. I'm just going to mention the fights real quick, and then we can talk about whatever. Rumored fights for UFC 205 at Madison Square Garden. The guy that made that put his blood, sweat, and tears into the UFC coming to New York, Chris Weidman. Versus Uel Romero, outstanding. Donald Cowboy Cerrone fighting Lawler. Lawler had to back out. Kelvin Gastelum, if he makes weight, will be there. Rashad Evans, who I don't think should ever fight again, is going to fight Tim Kennedy. Just like Tim Kennedy did in the war in Iraq, he might end Rashad Evans' career also. Connor McGregor, we mentioned this on the last pod with Dougie. I love this fight. Connor McGregor at 155 for the belt against Eddie Alvarez. We got Tyrone Woodley potentially belt on the line against the return of GSP. And one more I heard today, which was outstanding, potentially Anthony Pettis versus Max Holloway, mm. which would be an outstanding fight. Take it wherever you want. I think like that fight card alone, and it's not even half done yet. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, pick whatever you want there. 
I think uh, I think Romero and Weidman is going to be announced. If it happens, I think it's going to be an outstanding fight. I, I really, really like Romero a lot. I like watching him fight. Um, that's going to be an excellent fight. Um, and the thing is that this is the thing about Weidman. You know, he's a great wrestler. Romero is an excellent wrestler. So but this is know. like, this is just. I believe, I believe Romero was an Olympic wrestler. Olympic wrestler, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's legit. <laughs> Um, I think Cerrone will absolutely destroy Kevin uh, Kelvin Gastelum. I agree, and I love the fact that he will because I love Cerrone and I hate Gastelum, and that would make me so happy. Yeah, um, Rashad Evans, really nothing to talk about there. Um, nope. I agree there. Um, now, this is the thing about Tyrone Woodley uh, facing GSP. You notice how Dana on the um, on the pods on the UFC uh, unfiltered pods. Yeah. How Dana always kind of dismisses the whole GSP thing. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of a ploy to kind of like just no, he's not fighting, he's not fighting, and then just bam, he's gonna pop it on us. Like, hey, GSP's coming back, he's fighting in New York. No, the thing is, we all know GSP's coming back for Christ's sake. Like, I think it was last week or the week before's UFC Tuesday night show they do on FS1. Um, he was on there talking about how he's training and this and that, and he wants the big name fights. He's not coming back for cupcake fights and all this. Well, this A is a big fight right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And B, he wouldn't be on that show if they weren't close to something. Right. Like, USC is not having them on his show on live TV talking about his future and fighting in the company. Not happening. Correct. Correct. Um, Dana, White, Dana White, as much as people want to give him shit for a lot of things he does, he's calculated. He's a businessman. He's not mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is, he's already got, like, he's three steps ahead of you in chess right now. He already knows what he's doing. He's just building up the hype train. That's all he's doing. Question for you. Yeah. Woodley, GSP, who wins? I hate taking guys that have been on such long, long absences like that. I just hate it. But my God, no homo. He looked great on the set. <laughs> uh, I, have to, I have to really clarify that when you're talking GSP with those rumors swirling. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the thing, the thing that uh, GSP's always been able to do if he's facing a good striker is he can do the dry hump game. Well, Woodley can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that takes a lot away. Something tells me though, title title defenses are tough, and this will be Woodley's first one. I would not be surprised if GSP walked into Madison Square Garden and left with a belt. God, that'd be insane. I just wouldn't – it would not shock me at all. I, I think I'd take Woodley. And you know what? With these rumors out, I'm surprised someone hasn't put fake lines out yet just to kind of get a gauge. I wouldn't, sure. be, surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if Woodley's a dog if or it's close to a pick. If Woodley's a dog, I'm all over it. You know that. Oh, yeah. No, then I'm on, then I'm, then I'm on it like fucking flies on shit. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It, but but uh, the thing is, another another thing you got to think about is that if – if if it comes out and GSP's and GSP versus Woodley is announced, how much action action is going to be on GSP? You know he's going to get a ton, a ton, a ton of public love. Oh, big time! Oh so, yeah, yeah. Just just the mouth breathers in Canada alone are going to go flocking towards him. Absolutely, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Now that that I. I, I, I hate taking guys on their first fights back, but my God, he's one of those like rare guys that just gets shit done. Oh, he's but good. I love, Woodley. I love Woodley. Woodley's a freak. He's young. He's in the game. Who knows what training GSP's really been doing for Christ's sake. Yeah. Remember how I mentioned like a back on the UFC, forget what pot it was, but I said, I think the GSP now fighting now, I don't think he'd be as successful. Yeah. I guess I, agree. I hopefully hopefully we'll see, but um, oh man, what a catch by Decker! Wow, um, I I just think uh, man, the way he got manhandled by uh, fucking what's his nuts, uh, the guy who can't make weight, truck the like his name is on tip of my tongue. I uh, God, I can't think of his name. The guy can never make weight. Oh, um, not um, 
Oh, the big, bearded big one. Rig, big rig, yeah, big, big rig. rig. Yeah, the bearded one that loves eating his cheeseburgers. Yeah, big big rig worked him over, dude. Johnny Hendrix. Johnny Hendrix worked him over. So yeah. we'll say yeah. we'll see. That's, that's the thing is Woodley's a big, strong, physical guy that like like a Hendrix, like you're saying. I totally agree. I see exactly what you're saying now. Yeah, definitely. Nice. So we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know. Okay. Thoughts? Connor Eddie. Eddie. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm telling you, Connor needs to just shut the fuck up and go back to his 145 and he should do his thing. I Oh, and the other thing is, like I said on the UFC 203 pod, if they mm-hmm. do this fight, which is great, I'm all for it. I think it'd be great for the sport. It's phenomenal. It's what needs to be done. Um, a, it's kind of shady because, like I said, it could set up for a title shot for Diaz at 155, which kind of right. pisses me off. But if they do this fight, they need to, on the same exact card. Maybe that's what Pettis Holloway is or something. That needs to be the interim belt for 145. Enough of this fucking bullshit of guys fighting just to wait for Connor. Well, Someone needs the belt. You know. You know what? This is the thing. Who? Who? Um. Are we forgetting about Jose Aldo here? Jose Aldo. What about? Uh, isn't did Damian Maya? No, Damian Maya is heavier than that. He's, he's, what, a, he's welterweight. Yeah, welterweight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad. But yeah, no, um, yeah. Aldo, he, sure, Connor got him with one shot. Big fucking deal. Do it again. That's Prove it again. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, I think a lot of people were just forgetting about uh, Jose Aldo a little bit. And Jose Aldo yep. just waiting in the wings, kind of like, all right, Connor, whatever you, whatever you want to fucking do, whatever. So I don't know. I, I think it's a big mess, and I think Connor's uh, ego gets in the way. Yeah, this is up things a little bit. Yeah, but my God, if 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 these fights come to, to fruition, it's gonna be one of the craziest. I'm gonna have to like block off my schedule for the day. Oh, sick! <laughs> and just think of like like the prelims are gonna be fucking loaded. The fight pass is gonna be loaded. Yeah, it's gonna be insane to tea. Ridiculous. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Um, last but not least, I was dying. I was watching um, the UFC tonight. I was watching it earlier today. And out of all the guys um, on the set, uh, Daniel Cormier says if GSP, because the whole thing with the Tyron Woodley is originally it was going to be Nick Diaz. And then they said, no, we'll have GSP come in. And the whole Nick Diaz, like, I want to go buy the T-shirt that Uriah made of Nick Diaz laying on the ground against GSP saying, come get me. Because um, yeah. GSP just goes and dry humps, guys. <laughs> so out of all guys, Daniel Cormier had the balls to say, the only way I'm good with this fight is if GSP signs a contract saying he's only going to stand up and fight with the guy. Does, does Daniel Cormier not remember his Anderson Silva fight, for Christ's sake? Apparently not. Apparently he has a short memory. Because when he was standing up on his feet, Anderson was freaking taking it to him. Um, when it went to the ground, Anderson couldn't do anything with a guy that size on top of him. Yeah, that's fucking horse shit. So I had to laugh my ass off when I saw that. That was like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. You know what pisses me off about Daniel Cormier is that you hear a lot of these things, especially when you listen to Unfiltered and stuff, and like how he's like such a nice guy, a stand-up, a stand-up guy. Wow, Marshall just dropped one. Unbelievable how he's such a nice guy and stand guy, but you know what? He says some fucking stupid stuff. Like before the Jones fight, he says before the Jones, he was like talking it up. Like he's like, uh, well, I don't know. He said some, some shit about come try to take my belt or whatever. I'm the real champ and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, apparently he does have a short memory because he doesn't remember the fucking whooping that Jones gave him. Yep. So, I don't know. Cormier says some stupid shit sometimes, but and then he, then he then he makes me laugh because Rumble Johnson sitting there going, "Hey, DC, two hundred five's coming up. Let's fight for the belt since it's my shot." And Daniel's all, "Nah, let's fight at two hundred seven. Yeah. If you want, if you want to make money, don't you want to be on that Madison Square Garden card headlining it? Just a hunch. Cormier like, going to be Kate Cormier is not going to hold that belt that much longer. No, he just no, keeps running. He just keeps running to hold it as long as he can before he gets his ass handed to him. Yep. But man, I could go on about how much I don't really like that guy. But I think that wraps us up. Um, 
Anything else you wanted to hit on? Football, baseball, anything? Oh, man. I'm in total football mode. Uh, no, I'm just uh, looking forward to this weekend. Good card in the NFL. Good uh, – all um, – Ohio State, the backup quarterback for Oklahoma. His name is Kendall. Oh, His name's Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking running his mouth. That's kind of what kind of motivated me to wear the Katzenmoyer jersey tonight. I got a cousin nice. that lives in Columbus, and he follows a Buckeye. You know, he's a big Buckeye yeah. fan. And uh, he said that Baker Mayfield is going to light up Ohio State. What an idiot. He's a fucking moron. If there's anything that you do not want to do is give <laughs> fucking Urban Meyer bulletin board material. No shit. That's just one of the dumbest things you could ever do. I think Ohio State will win by touchdown or more. Oh, I'm I'm talking double digits. Yeah. If I just don't see how Oklahoma has no defense. Nope. Nope. If, if Ohio State can get any fraction of a running game started to open up the outsides, it could get ugly in a hurry. Yeah. But, but you never know. That's why they play the games. You know, wouldn't break my heart to see Ohio State lose as a Badger fan. But I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just don't, I don't see it unless they just really step on their dick. I just don't see it. Right. Totally agree. All righty then. Well, thanks again, Doc. It's always fun. Always fun. Definitely. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Bench with Bubba, episode six, college football, NFL, UFC, a little bit of everything. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Have a good one.